Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Rant Raven Read With Me. My name is Tessa, and I'll be your host. And this week's book is April Storm by Mary E. Hanks. Okay, so this is a Christian romance book, and those are usually hit and miss with me because I like the ones that are about forgiveness, redemption, and like that type of arc, but I hate the ones that are pretty much saying the heroine or the hero has to forgive because God said so because those don't ring true to me anyways. Um, so this one is a marriage in trouble book. Um, the heroine's name is April and the hero's name is Chad and he is a pastor uh, at a congregation. They've been married for two years. Um, April, there is a 12 year, 12 year age gap between them and April's having a really hard time because his congregation, some of them are welcoming, some of them are not. There's this main woman named Mabel who just is a spoil warning right now or i guess a trigger warning right now for swearing she is just a bitch with a capital b i mean she is awful she's so awful so mabel um causes a lot of conflict and chad is very weak like he caves into whatever mabel wants all the time because he's used to doing it like i don't know why he just does okay and pretty much this dude will put anything and everything before his wife I mean everything like he's never home he's always has his phone he always is texting because he is the pastor and he has to take care of his congregation so apparently this church has lots of emergencies like all hours of the night emergencies okay and so she's getting fed up and the one thing I love about this book is like I've never read a Christian romance novel quite like this so I'm like really giving like Mary Hanks a lot of props right here because she's so strong like she does not give an inch she has her expectations and she is not going to like lower that bar this is what she wants and it's nothing like out of the ordinary she's not asking for too much so anyways they've been fighting a lot because he's never home and she's trying to get his attention she's trying to get him to do things with her and he's always just like pretty much like pushing her off and saying I'm busy I'm busy I'm busy and he like uses her age against her now saying like she's immature she's this which is what Mabel does so anytime she tries to do something with the church like they talk down to her or Mabel says that she's too young or she's too immature so he's just I mean this this hero is just a dick you guys he's he's such a dick for like most of the book I'm not even lying to you so April's getting pretty fed up. She's been putting up with this for, like, the first year of their marriage was really, really good. And, like, I guess a year. And then, like, after the first year, it started going downhill a little bit. Like, and then it got worse and worse and worse to, like, he was never even home. Like, she says she, 30 days out of the month, she's alone. The other, like, 30 days out of the month. Like, he comes in and then he leaves and he, you know. So, anyways. She's thinking to her head, like, she got this job and she's thinking in her head about how she wants to... Like, she's thinking about if things don't change, she's gonna, like, cash her paycheck and she's gonna go to her grandma's house. Okay. Well, she's trying to talk to Chad and he's just like not listening. He's not getting it. He just thinks she's being selfish and that he doesn't understand how the congregation needs him. Right. You, you get his point of view because it's dual point of view. And you think to yourself, like, this dude is really an asshole. Like, wow. Wow. Anyways, so. um, It all cut like one of the. OK, so this is not important, but it's just one of my like my one of the favorite. My sorry, you guys. My favorite line that she says to um, Chad was Mabel had went on and on about how she was young and immature and that all this stuff. And like she's just like saying she's a bad pastor's wife. And she Mabel had made April believe that 
Chad had told her to help her become the perfect pastor's wife. So Mabel comes to her for like meetings where she pretty much just puts her down and tells her how awful of a job she's doing. And then she walks over to Chad's office like she's reporting to him. Okay, that's important to remember. So like, so April thinks that Chad knows this. Like Chad did tell Mabel she could like, because she used to be a pastor's wife, which is I think why he lets her get away with so much um to give her point or help her fit in or something but anyways so she was doing something like she got really fed up and then uh chad said to her you're being acting like a child are you throwing a tantrum you're being immature and then she says well pastor gray if i'm too immature to be your wife then i'm too immature to share your bed and she leaves the room and refuses to sleep in the same bed as him so everything comes to a head right because he has been gone all hours of the night. He didn't even come home one night. People are gossiping, saying he's having a affair. He's hanging out with this woman from the congregation named Cookie. Yes, her name is Cookie. And, like, April doesn't want to believe it. She just thinks they're being gossipy little busybodies. And so she's trying to ignore it, right? She's just kind of like, he wouldn't do that. He would never betray me that way. I'm not going to believe this. So anyways, she ends up talking to Mabel and Mabel's pretty much telling her that like her marriage is in trouble and um, trying to talk to her about all these things and she pretty much tells her to shove it, right? Well, she goes to talk to her husband and she overhears him talking to Cookie because he's counseling her. And you find out in like his point of view that apparently she's having marriage troubles and he's been counseling her, but he does realize that their friendship is crossing the line, not that he has feelings for her, but that Cookie is flirtatious in nature and he hasn't put a... He should have put a stop to things and he didn't. Okay, so she's over here over listening to them talking and she's and apparently they've been going to like get coffee and dinner and hang out. Like so he's hanging out with this woman way more than he's hanging out with his wife, but apparently he's counseling her marriage. Right. Moving on. So she's listening to all these things like that they're talking about, and you can tell like over here that it's a totally inappropriate conversation. And she's getting madder and madder, and then she hears like a kiss. So then she busts through the door and she kissed him on the the cheek and was holding his hand and immediately the hero chat just turns white and it's like this is what it looks like and cookie's all like oh i gotta leave and april's like you know what fuck this i'm out like i was working i've been saving money she doesn't tell him she just takes off and he thinks oh she's mad and everything but she'll come down i'll talk to her later so he doesn't even chase after her he's that like self-absorbed self-absorbed and involved in his church that he doesn't even go after his wife who he thinks who thinks he's he's cheating on her okay so she goes home throws her stuff together and she takes off to her grandma's house doesn't even tell him she parks her car at her best friend's house so he thinks she's there and she hops on a plane and she goes to grandma's right she ends up sending him a postcard because she figures in a few days he'll figure out she's not really there at her friend's house and that she's still and that she's gone she doesn't want to write him a postcard, but doesn't want him to worry. So she just pretty much says, I'm safe. I need time. Peace. Right? Okay. So he gets home and he's hollering for her, looking for her. Can't find her. And the bedroom's like tore apart. Her clothes are thrown everywhere. And he's and then he starts panicking. He's like, holy shit, she left me. I can't believe she freaking left me. Right? So at this point, he's panicking, but he has so much going on that he can't go after her. Right? So he finally figures out where she is. She's at her grandma's house. And her grandma's pushing her to talk to her. And she doesn't really want to talk to him. And this is two weeks after she left him. But apparently a member of the congregation died. So he had to stay for the funeral. And he had other things he had to do. Besides go after his wife. Who thought 
who thought he was having an affair with a congregation member. Right. Moving on. So he's there to, like, try to, I guess, convince her to come back with him. And he shows up. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, well, can I? And she's like, you can't stay here. And he's like, well, and her grandma's trying to get her to talk. And she's like, he's like I don't want to talk to you. So then another day, he, uh, she comes over and she has hamburgers. And he goes, and she goes, I'm taking my, my grandma for a drive. And her grandma totally, like, totally, like, just leaves her out for the wolves and says oh I don't feel like it why doesn't he go with you he can eat my hamburger and she's pissed but she's like at this point what are you supposed to do she's trapped so she goes in the car with him they don't even talk they get up there and they don't really they don't even talk because she needs to get away from him she's just she doesn't know how she feels like she's really mad and she's hurt and she just knows she doesn't want to go back she doesn't want a marriage like they have she's young she wants to um have a family and that's another thing they've been fighting about is like she keeps on wanting to have a baby and keeps on telling her that they need to wait and she says well you said we would have some after a couple years like it's been a couple years I want to have a baby and he's on telling her no so um anyways uh they end up uh so they end up doing that and he kisses her and then she like freaks out and she's really upset and she's like goes back and like in her mind she's thinking how dare he kiss me he can't kiss me after doing what he did and not even offering me explanations so she goes back home and he's like asked if he could stay there and she said no you can't stay here you can go to your uncle's house because his uncle lives in the same town as her grandma and that's actually how they met he went there for a vacation so anyways the next day's the fair or did they go to church no they went to the fair and it didn't end well and he was trying to convince her to come back with him and on Wednesday. And she says, I'm not coming back with you. I don't want to come back with you. Even if we decide we're going to make this work, we can make this work here. We can see counseling here. I don't want to go back there. I don't like your congregation. I don't want to go. And then it comes out that he has things he needs to do. So he's trying to rush her to come home with him because he needs to get back to go to work, which pisses her off. Well, his grandma, her grandma invites him to church. So they go to church and she, he's like passing her notes. And he's, she pretty much tells him like, grow up, like stop passing me notes. And... There's a couple there and they're doing a marriage, um, what is that? Not a marriage class, but a marriage group, like prayer group type thing where like a retreat, sorry. It's like a marriage retreat. So she convinces, she says, if you do this with me, then I will come home with you. Okay. So he says, sure. So they do this and they, they split them up and like the guy in charge of their retreat is like pretty much laying out saying like, what can you do to make your wife happier? And they all are thinking, like, what could my wife do to make me happier? And he says, no, I guarantee all of you are thinking this when you should be thinking, what can I do to make my or, what, to make my wife, he says, radiant? Or what have I done today to make my wife radiant? And he couldn't think of the last time thing he did that made his wife happy until he thought about the carnations that he took off afterwards. Because this congregation needed her, him, apparently. So they do this retreat. They go home. And much to his surprise, <laughs> she moves into the guest room. And he goes, you said you would come home. She goes, I said I'd come home. I didn't say we were back together. <laughs> See, like, I love this. I love this heroine. She's, like, totally, like, sly about stuff. So she's staying in the guest room. And she pretty much told him, she goes, we're not going to be intimate. We like, I don't know if this marriage wants to work. I want it to work. I love you. But until I see change and you being honest with me about stuff, I, we're not going to be intimate. We're not going to share. We're not going to share a room. And we're not okay. So 
at this retreat she had talked to like the woman in like in charge that was like preaching to them and she had said that she wanted to um oh and she told her she wanted to start a youth group for young adults and teenagers at her church but she got pretty much like smacked down about it. they told her she was too young and that she was not mature enough and that it would cost money they were just really really negative about it right okay so like I said, this congregation belittles her and insults her and does all these things. And he, sometimes they do it to the hero, like to Chad, to her husband, and he says nothing to defend her. Like, he's like such a jerk. So, anyways, she came back. Um, they're still not doing, like, he's acting like he's going to change. He takes her out to dinner and stuff one time. He tries to pretend he's not answering the phone all the time. And then he totally, like sinks back into old habits and she's kind of thinking to herself like I don't want to do this anymore you know she's still doing counseling with Cookie which she shouldn't be doing and he's even thinking to his head about how he needs to find somebody else to do their marriage counseling because it's not working out and then get this there she finally give, give, like, gives him the green light that they can be intimate because she decides she, she needs to like she wants to try and he's been putting forth kind of an effort I guess in the middle of the making out, he gets an emer like both his phones start ringing, which means it's an emergency. So she tells him to get the phone, and you find out that it's Cookie got in a car accident, and that they think that she did it on purpose or some crap, right? So he rushes to the hospital to see Cookie. Okay. And at this point, he still hasn't even explained to her what has happened with Cookie, and that's her really big issue is that he's not being honest and like sharing what he his feelings and his thoughts like he's supposed to. And so she asked if he wants her to come. He said no. Okay, well, she started that. When she came back, she started the youth group for teenagers and young adults. And he actually supported her in front of the whole church and pretty much told them, like, she might be young, but that means she's going to attract the younger people. She's going to be able to relate to them. And she and, and she is, you know, a great person. This will be a great time. So it's actually been a hit. And Cookie's stepson it calls her because he's really upset the hospital wants to see her. So she goes there and... She's with her step, his stepson, or her stepson for a while, and like comforting him and stuff. And then they say that she's gonna be okay, and so she offers to let the stepson Todd come home with her and sleep on the couch so he doesn't have to stay there. And she's kind of hinting at Ch to Chad to like leave so that Ben, her husband, can actually stay with her since apparently they're trying to get back together. But no, Ben stays the night at the hospital with Cookie. Okay. So the next day, she goes to the hospital to kind of check in to see what's going on, and he bought her red roses and just signed his name. Yes. This, like, dude, like, I don't, he just, like, seriously, like, steps, like, he's just an idiot. He's so stupid, you guys. He really is. So she's, like, obviously hurt and really upset, and he even, like, says he wishes he could his own ass because that was insensitive and mean, and he didn't mean anything by it, but he was so used to being single for so long that when he ordered the flowers to make her feel better, that he, for, he just said his name, right? Okay, whatever. Anyway, he literally stays at the hospital for, like, a week. Like, he comes home and changes and stuff, but they haven't talked. He hasn't explained the flowers. He hasn't explained anything. He's just been taking care of Cookie and being there with Mabel, who is apparently now Cookie's sister, which she didn't even know. And it's just this big mess. Okay, well, he, the guy that did the marriage retreat for the men's side, um, he asked him to be his account accountability person, which is someone who just calls up randomly and asks, what have you done today to make your wife radiant? Because he wants someone to hold him accountable that he doesn't know very well. 
so that he and puts him on the spot without him being aware so he can't make up an answer well he tells him about how he hasn't told him told her everything that happened with cookie and that the roses and this dude's just like yo man like just tell her the truth what is your problem what is your problem and so he decides he's going to go home and he's going to confess everything to her right and tell her that all the stuff is this just big mistake and that he didn't mean any of it okay well when she's at home she gets this message from todd which is cookie stepson saying that he figured out why his parents were well his stepmom and dad were splitting up and it's because of your rat bastard husband is what he says so he thinks they're having an affair i wonder why everybody thinks she's having an affair she's had like three people in the congregation come up and say how are you doing okay because your husband's having an affair i mean come on so so she's really upset and right before this happened like, right before she gets this message, Mabel has showed up at her house because she was pissed with the way that she took care of Todd and how Todd bonded with her and pretty much canceled the youth group hike that she had planned and said going, for, going forth, she wouldn't be in charge of the youth group, which, like, Chad has given Mabel all this power. So it's, like, even if, even though April's arguing with her and, like, pretty much telling her to mind her own business, like, it gets nowhere. Like, she's literally... This is when she actually, sorry, this is when she comes in and, like, was trying to give her marriage advice. And she said, she tells her, I'm sorry, how long has it been since you've had a husband? Which is really harsh, but a valid point. Which is another reason why I just love this heroine. She doesn't, like, she really doesn't take no shit. And so she said someone with her, she would be a bad influence on youth because she's young and she's having marriage troubles. So she says she's canceling the youth group that she's in charge of and they're not going on the hike. Well, she gets mad. She's like, forget this. I'm going on the hike anyways. So she goes on the hike anyways and she ends getting hurt. Well, he comes home to talk. So then Chad comes home to talk to her and he like sees everything strewn about like the groceries are all over the floor because he didn't put anything away after he heard that message and he panics and thinks she's left him again. And like he's like freaking panicking like and he's like praying and talking to god and he's saying i will do whatever i like you know i i know i messed up like help me fix my marriage help me do this like i i just help me be a better man i don't want to lose her. i don't want to lose her like and so then he finally realizes like he talks to a teenager and she goes oh i hope you hope your wife's feeling better because we got a message that she was sick and he goes what are you talking about and she and then he tells her that mabel texted all the young kids saying that his wife was sick so then he's instantly suspicious like what the hell's going on and then he thinks she probably went on that hike anyways so he goes after her. She had gotten on her way down. She actually had got fell, twisted her ankle and got her and she could like sprained it really bad so she couldn't walk. So he ends up finding her and like he's emotional mess when he finds her because he thought that she would be dead or like something bad happened to her. And he was terrified and he was just like making all these promises and he it like made him realize he really needed to change. Like he needed to step up and be the husband that she needed because he was not. He was failing. And so they have a lot of heart-to-hearts that, that night, and he confesses that him and Cookie, that he's never been attracted to Cookie, he's never wanted to be with Cookie, that he was he was addicted to the high of being a people pleaser and feeling like he was, like, saving people and making a difference in their lives. And so he was, like, addicted to that feeling, and he would always, so when she called, he went running, and he didn't know how to tell them no. But he also says that he let it get, he let lines get crossed that shouldn't have got crossed because it made him feel good to be this hero to this woman and that he realized that and that's what Todd overheard him telling them that he couldn't be their marriage counselor anymore and that they needed to find somebody else because he said that the more they talked and visited 
it was pushing him her away from her husband and towards him and he says he's not proud of that but that he never had any feelings for her so this is where i kind of get like is it an emotional affair kind of in a sense it's definitely a betrayal and it's an inappropriate friendship he had no sexual feelings for her or emotional feelings for her so i i don't know anywho so they like get everything out on the cards he even tells her this is pretty bad that he never wanted kids and she he knew from the beginning that she wanted kids he didn't want kids because his dad was a very absentee dad because he was a preacher himself and he did exactly what this hero is doing so he didn't want his kid to go through that and then he realized that he didn't have to be that way and so they decide, you know, they want to work on their marriage and all this stuff and they want to be together. And he stays up all night thinking of ways because he's terrified he's going to lose her. And he thinks to himself, I can quit the ministry. I can do this. You know, I want to, I love her enough to do something else. Nothing's more important than my wife. And it took him a long time to like realize this, but he did. And so the next morning is Sunday and he says that they really need to get to church, which she's like really annoyed thinking, what, are you kidding me? And he said, then he tells her he wants to resign. And she tells him like, no, don't resign. Like, that's your dream. We just... You need to find a balance, you know? That's what she's been telling him all along. So, um, they get to church. Well, they he gets her home, gets her to get her ex, takes her to the emergency room. She's just spraying, gets her home. He asks her, pretty please come to meeting or the to church because she wants him, he has a special speech that she wants him to hear, or he wants her to hear. And the speech is pretty much him telling everyone that... He never cheated and that he just found out about all the crap people were talking to his wife and how they were treating him, her and that he's done with it and he won't put up with it. That his wife's like a beautiful, wonderful woman and that he regrets that he has made mistakes and that he is begging for her forgiveness in front of this, their family and friends because uh, he's made mistakes. For example, like, and then he confesses that when she left to go to her grandma's house that they she left because of how he was treating her as her husband which before get this i forgot i can't even tell you guys get this he told them she had a breakdown yeah she left because she had a breakdown that's what he told the congregation instead of owning up that she left him because he's a dick right so he owns that he lied to them and it wasn't that and that he hasn't been the husband that he needs to be but that's gonna change and it's like a great speech and then he puts mabel in her place without saying her name he says i can name names but i won't but it ends now and like mabel's a sobbing mess because she everybody knows it's her and so i mean it's a very honestly it's a really good grovel speech like a very good apology speech and the fact that he did it in front of his congregation that he that he wanted to always think that he wanted to be perfect in front of like speaks a lot to me because it humbled him in my opinion and so then later on they start talking and then it ends with him saying that they should start for a family because now that they talked about their fears, he uh, wants to try to have a baby with her and that he thinks they could be good parents. And then it ends happily ever after. Okay, so I like really, really like this book. Like this is a solid four star. It might be even higher than that the more I think about it because I really liked it. I mean, and it's not like an, o- it's not an overly preachy book because I know some people don't um read christian romance because they feel that way but i want you guys to know like if you give it a shot this is not an overly preachy book this is like honestly what i love is like they have scriptures that actually like when they do have scriptures or they pray it actually has to do with whatever is going on like they fit it fits 
the scene. It's not just random. It fits the scene. And it wasn't like, you have to forgive, you have to forgive, you have to forgive. She, it was like more trying, God trying to guide you down the right path, like gently nudge you, you know, kind of like your conscious saying, don't do that. That's wrong. You know, you know. And what I really liked is that the heroine even thinks to herself, God will love me even if I give up on this marriage. Like he will still be with me even if I'm not with my husband. So I, I love this book. Like if you haven't ever like picked up a Christian romance novel, I would definitely recommend this one. It is a really, really great book. Next week's book is Just Neighbors by Charity Farrell. I hope I'm saying her last name right, but it was a freebie that I believe I posted last week. Um, anyways, I've read it before. It's actually a really good book. Um, you know, let me know what you guys think of it. As always, uh, please reach out via email, list in the episode description or on my Facebook page with any thoughts, opinions, or recommendations. And until next time, I will see you later.